It's time for the Good Morning Show with Terry and Melissa. Grab your coffee, your Bible, a pen, and your journal. It's time to be encouraged. And now here are your hosts, Terry and Melissa. Good morning. Oh, sorry. Good morning. How's everybody doing this morning? Welcome to the Good Morning Show with Terry and Melissa. Today, we're going to be talking about some strategies for reconnecting with God when you're feeling just a little bit out of touch, getting back on track. Melissa has the word for your day. And as always, we're taking your prayer requests, which are never an interruption. They're a very big part of our show. We absolutely love to pray with and for you. So let us know how we can pray for you. We also want to give you a personal shout out and encouragement. We want to let you know that we see you and we love you and we want to interact with you. But we do not know that you're on the show unless you type in your chat box. When you come in and out of the social media rooms, we actually cannot see that. But when you type in your chat box and let us know you're here, then we can see you. So let us know where you're tuning in from this morning and let us know the answer to this very important question. What is in your cup? That's right. We care about what you're drinking. It's really quiet in my ears today. Is it? Yep. I can turn you up just a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that's great. Probably happened when I was doing a little dusting, a little cleaning over here. Oh, that's okay. Getting things kind of... I could hear just not as clear and crisp as I typically could. There you go. So let's jump over and see who's on this morning. Looks like we've got a few people on. Good morning, Warren. Warren in Kingsville, Missouri. Morning, and buddy. we love and welcome Warren. We've been with Warren for the last hour. We've been praying. And so it's good to continue on this time with you, Warren. And we're so grateful that you're feeling better and believing the Lord for your whole healing. Amen. MK's in Goshen. She's in Oldham County, Kentucky this morning at Hair 42, getting her <laughs> hairs done. Oh, She's get, getting beautified. Get did. I have water in my cup. However, after I'm finished here, I'm going to get coffee. Hallelujah. Yeah. For the coffee. Yeah, yeah. And when you're going in to get your hair done, just remember there's hairdos and hair don'ts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hopefully you get one of them hairdos. <laughs> Pastor Rick Grable, good to see you on this morning, brother. We love you. We miss you. He's having Coca-Cola, a breakfast bowl. That Wait, sounds good. Okay, we, we determined with Rick that it was Coke, right? Not And Coca-Cola. Because interestingly enough, we're going to talk a little bit today about how people call it Coke or soda or pop and why that is. Maybe yeah. just a little bit. We're going to cover that. That's good. But I think we discovered with Rick that he it means Coca-Cola. It is actually Coca-Cola, Coke. It right? is actually You could Coke. confirm that for yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Pastor Daniel Rogers on this morning. Good morning from the mysterious and far away Louisville, Kentucky. Good morning, buddy. Not so mysterious, not so far away. Our yeah. favorite place in the world with one of our favorite people, Daniel Rogers. He says he's got an Ethiopian and Brazilian dark roast in his cup today. Wow. That sounds good. That's good. Warren's in Baxter Springs, Kansas oh, right yeah. now. Yeah, down southeast Kansas. Yeah, that's great, but he's doing a little driving this morning. And Rick says, yep, Coke really means Coca-Cola. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Hey, Terry Wright, what's in your cup this morning? Do you know? I do know. It's this southern pecan flavor from Winans. It's so, so good. We're it drinking really it again. Good. Well, you know, when you have something really good, you want to just take it in as often as you can. So Let me tell you guys something about this. I love their boldness. I love their bold roast. 
toasts and I love that then when they add a flavor, it's really smooth. Um, but I also know they're without a flavor. It's really smooth. Yeah. But I also like that it doesn't taste fake or chemically. It really does feel and taste very natural and it's just a good coffee. Consistently good. Yeah. Yeah. So it we is. love it our wine. Stuff. And I am drinking out of my Ember cup this morning. You know, my Ember cup is the one that keeps its temperature at, um, so it heats your cup. It's got a little heating unit mm-hmm. built into the bottom of the cup. And it's Bluetooth uh, so that it tells you if you want to mm-hmm. set it at a certain temperature, mm-hmm. you can just uh, make it to where, and it'll keep it at that temperature. It'll regulate. Mine's at 138 degrees Fahrenheit. Wow. That's what I like mine at. I think so. 135 is where I set mine a while back. My black one's right there. I can't yep. quite reach it, but it's, yeah. uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a good show. The black one, too. Okay. These are, these are cool. Uh, we have a, have a link on our website. We didn't plan to do this, but since you're talking about it, uh, on the website, uh, on the goodmorningshow.tv, it's where you can click on a little store shop link, and it'll take you to Amazon where you can get these. Your brother My gave brother those to gave us them to gift, us. And they're and amazing. I love it. Yeah. I haven't been using it as much this summer because, you know, it's hot, and who cares about keeping it hot? It seems to stay hot all by mm-hmm. itself. But this morning, I was like, it. I feel like I'm going to have a little ember keeping everything just the right temperature and so your last drink is as hot and good as your first drink and that's nice cup olympics come on let's do it are you ready we need to mine's so full i'm trying to challenge my my uh abilities here this morning it's monday morning motivation and so Ah. uh, i always say see the good right that's the thing about mondays and every day okay you better take it quick three two one that's for our YouTube thumbnail. That's for those our of you who mug are shot. We haven't done a mug shot in a long time. No, I don't. I think we did one a few episodes ago, but I remember it being really challenging. It was like, why? Why do we keep trying to do this? And do. Why is it so hard? We do. We do seem to have a problem with that. Yeah. Good morning, Robin. Robin Wooder down in Fort Knox, Kentucky, this morning. She's drinking Cafe Bustello with hazelnut creamer. That sounds delicious. Protecting all that gold. Protecting the gold. Yeah, Cafe Bustello. I haven't had any Cafe Bustello in a little while. I remember we that talked about your, it before. I, yeah. I would buy the packets. Is your drink of choice packets. while we were on the road traveling? They were actually really good and economical, too, with a good flavor. So, you know, I read an interesting thing the other day about K-Cups. Oh, what'd you read? Oh, and, well, and it, it was an advertisement. It looked like it was disguised. Don't you hate it? You think you're reading an article about something, you're like getting some information, and all of a sudden you get in there and you go, oh, I see. It's an advertisement for yeah. something specific. But they were very, um, very straightforward in their claims because we know this, but a lot of people don't think about it. When you buy K-Cups, we, we don't ever really know how long they've been sitting on the shelf, right? And they're saying that in their article that the pricing is affected more by the marketing than it is about the quality of the coffee that goes inside of it. Because when you're buying that brand name, you're buying the Dunkin' Donuts or the Donut Shop or whatever it is, or, you know, Starbucks, all those, the big name brands, when you're buying that, there's more money attributed to the marketing and the acquiring the trademark for those and the, you know, because it's basically just one or two companies making all of them. Really? Right? Well, I guess. Yeah. I don't really know all that, but that's Well, we, we didn't know that Green Mountain was owned by Keurig and all right. that kind of a thing. And so there's right. there's a little bit of a marketing agenda that they have out there. So you got to yeah. pay attention to those things. But it was informative, and yet uh, I did not buy what they were advertising. No, so, you didn't go you for know? it. No? Well, Judy says you was snooker, Terry, for fake advertising. Yeah. Oh, yep. yeah. And she also says, good morning from Ocean Island. 
Carlisle, North Carolina. Oh, Nectar yeah. of the South, which she went means to the beach. She's, drinking sa- she's drinking sweet tea at, on her vacation at the beach. It's 108 heat index she, there. She says it's almost 138 degrees here. Just kidding. Oh, that's so warm. But, I yeah. mean, she's on the beach, She's right? talking about your coffee. Right, right, right. Yeah. And Daniel Rogers says, it's not surprising. Some of the best K-Cups are the Aldi's one. You know, I was just thinking that um, some local some local coffee shops, Daniel, do their own K-Cups, like Winans. They do their own K-Cups, yeah. and their K-Cups taste so good. But they also do a little bit different. Like, you can tell they, they brew up a little bit different. Um, I also prefer to buy local when I can. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and Aldi's, we've had Aldi's K-Cup and Aldi's coffee, and it's always good. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> so, that brings up something that we could talk about that, dis- that, that we definitely know, too. Uh, because Winans does their own roasting and then because it's always fresh, think about this the bones stuff. Yeah. We've talked about this before, but bones has K-cups. that uh, K cups yeah. as well. And because they do everything in short batches, small yep. batches, yep. you know it's, it's going to be fresh. It's not been sitting well, in a warehouse. Somewhere. I'll tell you something else. They're coming out with new decaf flavors. So those of you that drink decaf or you want coffee at night, you guys, get yourself some Bones decaf flavors. Yeah. That go through our great. website. Just go to the, the goodmorningshow.tv and click on the Bones link there in the menu and just follow the instructions. You can get your 20% off your first order at checkout by using our special code. And uh, even if it's not your first time, we appreciate when you go through our website because that sure. tells them where the people are coming from and who's buying stuff. And it, it really just helps. So Good morning, Sister Sheila Gillespie. Yes, good morning. Love you, sister. Where are you living at? these days are you in the Topeka area or are you in the Branson area or Kansas City I'd love to know where you and Jack are abiding these days that would be great hopefully you're abiding in Jesus but also where are you (laughs) living in your home your address you don't have to tell me all the details I would just love to know where you're at Judy says that all these in Trader Joe's are owned by brothers who knew well (laughs) I guess I did that's what she says I, I did not know that so that's interesting. However, I love shopping at both of those places. Yeah. And Aldi, I like, uh, I, I think it's uh, originally, it's a European, uh, German, German. German country mm-hmm. uh, company. And so I think that that is cool too, because that's why we see a lot of different products. Um, and speaking of Aldi, I remember there was a, an episode or an article about chocolate. Their chocolate at Aldi is of a higher grade. No, no. Do you remember I bought some to try it? And it and it is it was European chocolate, and so it had a great flavor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they, so the YouTube guy that does all oh. the deals, the YouTube deal guy, he talked about oh. Aldi all the time, and he said that you'll get better quality chocolate. That's one of the things that they have there of, I of several I that are it. that are good. Yeah. Um, Sheila is living in Branson. Jack and Sheila are in Branson. What a fun place to live and visit. Yeah, we love Branson. That's fabulous. Mm-hmm. And MK says, yay, Bones, for having decaf coffee. Yeah, they do. They have s'more time and they have some new flavors now. I, I just read that. I got a text from them that said that. Yeah. Yeah. That's they're so always exciting. running. Yeah. Which, by the way, I, here we go. If you, if you just download their app, Bones has an app. Mm-hmm. They give you... Uh, special deals and stuff all the time all the too. Time. We like to tell you when we can, but you know, there's days where we're not on here and you just might miss something. So, you know, yeah. get the app. Check it out. Yep. Check it out. So what's going on, Terry, in your world? We haven't really actually talked this morning because we've been um, on different sides of the desk doing different things. Monday morning's always a really big day here. We love our Monday mornings. We are not dreading Mondays ever. It's right. an exciting and fun day for us. We start off with a prayer call where we get to teach and pray together. 
with a group of people, which always everyone is invited to. Let me know if you want to join our prayer call on Monday morning. And then Terry and I jump right into Monday Motivation, where we want to motivate you to have an incredible week. Not just a great Monday, but a great week in Christ. We want you to be encouraged by the word and prayer and with friendship and fellowship and each other and good news that you can use and all the fun stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, today I know uh, fresh start to a new week. Everybody, uh, we all get the same fresh start, right? It's just whether or not we use it. Same with our minutes and our hours of the day. Uh, But uh, I think today was really a fresh start for me knowing We've got a couple of prayer requests that we know of. My mother is having uh, surgery this morning or at noonish in central time zone. And uh, so we just talked to her on the phone before the show. And so prayed with her. Prayed with her. Everything's yeah. good there. Yeah. Um, and then also Missy Jersey uh, is finding out, they're finding out some details about her um, father-in-law, her father-in-law yeah. and about whether or not how John Jersey's dad is yeah. doing with his uh, diagnosis. Yeah. And so let's just pray into both of those situations right yeah. now, even though we've already prayed. Would you like to pray? Yeah. Yeah, Father, we just know that you are in control. You are the one who can lead the hands of the surgeons, of the robots, of the people pushing the button of the robots. Mom said it's a robot surgery, but whatever, whatever, Lord, we know that it's in your hands. We've already placed her in your hands. She has peace about this. But Lord, just give um, a good recovery, speedy recovery. And also for the Jersey family. Uh, that you would uh, be able to uh, have this information be received in a way that brings people closer to you. Mm-hmm. And uh, whether it's shouting and rejoicing for total, complete healing, yeah, Jesus. or it's that everything's still in your hands and you're in control and we trust you. Uh, so Lord, we just thank you for this opportunity to be able to come to you with these requests and to just know that you are faithful and uh, we love you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I thought today we would talk a little bit about uh, uh, some strategies, some ways to reconnect with God. You know, maybe sometimes we get so busy and uh, it kind of gets out of our scope of things. And then I heard on your prayer call this morning as I was typing and writing, I was like, oh, that's good. I'm going to include some of that. So I may have borrowed a couple of your little things. They won't be verbatim, but they were definitely inspired. We'll That's be talking good. about that. That's okay. That's okay. It yeah. actually is not originating with me. It originated with the Holy Spirit That's of the exactly. living God. <laughs> That's, That's what I thought. So, so if we're going to plagiarize somebody, let's plagiarize, we're plagiarize the Lord. plagiarizing the Lord. Thank you, God, yeah. for your inspiration. Yeah. We went to the farmer's market on Saturday. Yes. We had talked about that on Saturday morning's show, which yep. was our, uh, we, we titled it, You Spin Us Round Like a Record, because it was v- National Vinyl Record Day. Uh, and Lynn Housel kind of popped in and chimed in with uh, how she you know, used that title to describe you know, the day. That was a very popular topic. We yeah. had a very great conversation. All of you guys showed up strong. We had a lot of uh, visitors and, and uh, yeah. interaction with people on Saturday. And the, the vinyl record conversation got a lot of traction yeah and so that was a lot of fun it was good to see a lot of people we haven't seen on the show in a while and saturday was just a generally fun show and if you missed it you can go back and actually watch it and you can watch any old episode um or previous episode on our website thegoodmorningshow.tv but you know what else you can do which i really want you to do because i don't want you to miss anything is to go to our youtube channel subscribe to the good morning show with terry and melissa youtube channel and hit the bell for notifications that way when we go live and we do do that on extra times that aren't listed you won't miss it because you'll get a notification then you can just pop right in and and view with us this on the good morning show the other thing you can do is you'll be the first to know when we put out shorts or jokes and sometimes we love to do those kind of things and terry was reminding me this weekend 
that it's about time for another Fast 15. Mm. And so mm-hmm. we're going to be putting that out hopefully this week and just some extras that we absolutely love to share with you. Sometimes it'll make you laugh. Sometimes it'll make you think. Sometimes it'll make you go, what in the world are they thinking? And that's okay too, but we don't want you to miss it. So make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well said. Thank you. <laughs> hey, uh, let's see. Um, what else? What else is going on? Well, good morning to those of you who are just tuning into the Good Morning Show with Terry and Melissa. We're so glad that you're here. We want to give you a special shout out. So make sure you type in your chat box and let us know that you're here so that we can say hey. Also, a special shout out to our podcast listeners. You guys are so faithful. You could choose so much so many different content and you choose to listen to us and we're very grateful we honor you and we bless you in jesus name a couple special podcast listeners we love to shout out to the shelbyville postal workers they love to listen to different podcasts in the morning when they sort their mail and we are so grateful for them delivering our mail safely every day here in the 40065 we love you also, yeah, Karen at Cake and Candy Supply here in Shelbyville, Kentucky. Hey, Karen. Takes care of all of our home baking needs. Not yeah. just ours, but every home baker. They've Absolutely. got great and fun cupcake liners, by the way. Well, and we're approaching that season. I know there's always, it's yeah. never like a season for for baking and doing things, well, but there's certain seasons throughout yeah. the year that you get a special look or a special design or flavors. And uh, so that's always fun. Yeah, pumpkin season is about upon us. According to Krispy Kreme, <laughs> yeah. it is upon us. And we can talk about that another day. But I don't I'll know tell if they're just so. trying to be ahead of the scale or what. But All right, just well, let's like, just talk about it now. Yeah, go ahead. Krispy Kreme literally this last week they went to their specials and their specials are all the pumpkin flavored and i'm like man it's still august i couldn't believe they have three or four different pumpkin flavored and they're very good they were good. donuts very good and of course i bought them for sunday mm. but that's not the point the point is i'm like is it too early for pumpkin spice stuff yes i'm still going to eat it and enjoy it because <laughs> i like it but it's still too early i will say though as far as baking goes i do think there's a season in our home Mm-hmm. Because when I bake, it does heat up the whole house. It heats up the kitchen. It heats up the house. I don't typically just bake, you know, one thing and then I'm done. I'm in and out opening the door of the oven. Um, and so it does, it does, it's not fun to do, like Judy would say, in 108 degree weather. Yeah. So um, I guess sometimes there is a season for baking. Yeah. Fall and winter, I prefer to bake more. Sure, sure. And, you know, speaking of Krispy Kreme, I think both them and Starbucks, they're always, you know, you get your pumpkin spice flavors and all those different things. It's like they're almost pushing for competition to see if uh, they can get their uh, holiday stuff out before Walmart is Well, (laughs) and you guys, it's not just them. I mean, Dunkin' and everybody has their their fall flavor stuff. Yeah, we don't want to exclude. I still think it's too early to be releasing that stuff. (laughs) But although I do have, hi, Otis. Good morning, Otis. May God bless you. He's drinking whatever's poured into his cup. Before before Robin left for work. Before Robin left for work. He's Uh, blessed and she's so very good to me. Otis, thank, bless you. You're such a good man. That's so funny. uh, Um, I was going to say, though, um, that, you know, I I have a little retail business. I have a little small business of my own. I call it my side hustle. And I know that I'm thinking about Christmas already when it comes to preparing for gift giving and buying season. Um, you you really have to start now. Yeah. Otherwise you're behind. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. So For sure, for sure. 
Well, what do you say we just uh, touch on a topic here of uh, reconnecting uh, with God? I missed no? a bunch of stuff that oh. just came through. Oh, Judy just says German in. family. Oh, yeah, their chocolate is fantastic. Talking about the Aldi store yeah. and the family. And Daniel yeah. says that apple is the far superior fall flavor. Sorry, not sorry. Okay, yeah. I do believe that when I burn candles, I absolutely want an apple flavor, apple cinnamon, apple, apple, mm-hmm. apple. I love apple for fall. So I'm down with that, Daniel. I am. I love pumpkin, but I'm equally in love with the apple for the fall season. About far superior. I don't know. That's that's a close one, but I do love apple. I, I really do, though, when we talk about where we were at. Joanne's Fabric the other day. Yeah. They had a candle. It was a maple or something that was burning in there it and it smelled. It was pine cones. It that, was really that's good. Maple scented pine cones. Okay. So there are certain smells that go with the season oh, that yeah. we, we smell. And they had all their candles out and, you know, a lot of stores that do. I really do like an apple scented candle. Me too. Especially if it's not, not the apple cinnamon ones. I mean, those are great. But apple, like a fall, crisp, fall smell. And I don't know what they put in, like apple. Well, I think and- it's, is it Yankee Candle? It has Macintosh flavored and or scented. So. Oh, yeah. it's so And good. it's kind of got some mm. scents that are like a sandalwood or some kind of a woody cedar or something, you know, that gives you that, uh, that outdoor. Look at that. Yeah. Otis agrees with Daniel. Otis, you agree with Pastor Daniel that apple is the number one fall fruit. I love this conversation. This is fun. You know what? I also like, I also know that a lot of varieties of pear harvest right around the apple season as well. And I really love pear. Although I think pear and peaches are considered a summer staple. I think that you'll find that they're a little bit nicer closer to the fall. Yeah. And as far as fresh fruit goes. Sure. Not necessarily the scent. Absolutely. 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 Well, this is Monday Morning Motivation, and it's, like I said, a fresh start to our new week, and uh, we're halfway through the month of August. I know it's crazy, but um, every day is an opportunity for us to um, do one of two things, either move forward or move backward in our relationship with the Lord. I mean, I don't think there's there's no middle ground. There's no standing still, is there? You're either growing or you're not. Right. And... um, I know that personally, I've been dealing with that not growing phase and having, we've been so busy. I mean, prior to district assembly and our ordination, we had classes, we've had summertime stuff. We've had all kinds of things. We've had an unexpected funeral. We've had, I mean, there are a variety of things in all of our lives that make us really feel like there's just so much going on. We don't have time for the probably the first and most important thing in our life, which is our relationship with the Lord. Yeah. And so I thought, you know what? I'm, today's topic needed to be that for me. Maybe for you, maybe not. Maybe uh, some of these things will be reminders for you and um, you can uh, get some some good out of this. So the first one here is to embrace vulnerability in prayer. Why do I say that? Because if we're feeling far away from God, Uh, It's natural for us to withdraw. It's natural for us to isolate. It's natural for us to avoid prayer uh, because we think, well, God's so busy. He doesn't want to hear from me. And besides, he he knows what's going on in my life. I don't need to talk to him about it. And in our moments of doubt and frustration, we draw farther away from God during those times because we're just like, I don't don't want to talk to people about it. For sure, I don't want to talk to God about it. Mm. So embracing vulnerability in prayer, it helps us to bridge the gap to rebuild the relationship with our heavenly father. First Peter five, seven says this, cast all your anxieties on him for he cares about you. Amen. And that's just a reminder that God's not distant or indifferent. Do you believe that? Are you talking when you say be vulnerable before the Lord? Do you believe that that looks like 
repentance or is that another area? No, I think that can definitely be included in this because we have to change our thinking about, and that's what repentance is, right? Changing our mind about the situations that we're in. And that situation that I find myself in is the loneliness, the doubt, the, all those things saying, God, I know you want to spend time with me. I don't want to keep distancing myself from you because he doesn't move. He says he'll never leave us or forsake us. So it's not him who moved when he feels far away. Right. Well, and I think another reason why people absolutely struggle with repentance is because it does put us in a very vulnerable position before the Lord. But you're saying that's the exact place we need to be. Absolutely. When you don't feel like going to church, that's when you need to be in church. Amen. When you don't feel like praying, that's when you need to be praying. That's Let's good. just say that. That's good. Uh, you know, that First Peter 5, 7 reminds us that God wants to hear our desires. He wants to hear our concerns, our fears, and our doubts. Why? Because it shows that we trust him with our situations and with our circumstances. So get honest with God. Don't hold back. Just acknowledge the problem, your frustration, whatever it is, loneliness, doubt, whatever. And uh, he's a compassionate, loving father. So he's going to understand. And his fears can be replaced with peace that transcends understanding. Amen. He promises that in his word. And his word and his love is unconditional and unchanging. So we can always depend on that. The second thing that we can do when we're feeling like we need to draw closer to God is gratitude and worship. Mm. Okay? Because it's easy to focus on what I don't have. I mean, it's easy to focus on what's going wrong in my life, and that just puts further distance between me and God. Yeah. But the Apostle Paul encourages believers in 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 18. He says, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ for you. So gratitude and worship, it counteracts our feelings of separation and anxiety. Reflect on the blessings in life, the big ones, the small ones. Focus on eternal things. You know that scripture that says whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is right. Focus on these things. The attitude of gratitude will well up within you because you realize that there is so much more good going on in your world than the things that have taken your attention away from him and his presence. And then thank him for his presence and his promises and the answered prayers and the unanswered prayers that he has yet to reveal. Thank him in advance for what he's going to do and getting us through those tough times that will help us because of his faithfulness. Amen. I like that. You know, um, when you say to thank him in advance, I think that praising him for the upcoming answer before you see it is a sign of faith, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, absolutely. You think that, And that's the kind of faith that pleases the Lord. That is true. Yeah, thank you. Go the, ahead. I'm the third sorry. Thing, no, third thing, read the Bible, God's word, and meditate on his word, okay? Because the Bible is God's love letter to humanity. I mean, from cover to cover, there's something in there. He's going to speak to us. It's transformational. It's an encounter with God. It's an encounter with the creator of the universe. And everybody that we read about in the Bible that had an encounter with Jesus or with God were changed forever. Amen. So when you open up the word, start out by praying. Say, Lord, would you give me wisdom? Would you give me some revelation? Reveal something to me that I haven't seen before. And give me understanding about that situation that I'm reading here. And then ask for him to encourage you through the word. And he says, be still and know that I am God for a reason. Because after we pray and after we read, then we listen and hear what it is that he has to speak to us. You know, in 2 Timothy 3.16, the Apostle Paul reminded us of this. All scriptures inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every work. 
every good work. Amen. And so reading equips us for the good works that God has prepared for us and gives us purpose in our life. You know, Rick, Pastor Rick is reminding us that in our weakness, mm-hmm. it can display his strength if we let it. And that is true. And and that, again, points to the vulnerability. We have to yeah. be willing to be vulnerable. And Robin says that gratitude has been super helpful for her, even when it's hard. Yes. And of yes, course, yes. Otis is reminding us that adopt the attitude of gratitude. Yeah. yeah wow. Yeah. You guys are. That's right. You guys get it. You get it. Terry, what else? The last thing in this list of helping us to draw closer to God is to seek community and fellowship. The word says, don't forsake the gathering together, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, It provides us comfort in times of need. It gives us accountability when we need it or when others need it. It also helps us when we have to have uh, inspiration or affirmation about things that we're doing, right? 1 Corinthians 12, Paul likens the church to a body with many different parts working together in unity. And these opportunities for shared prayer, for worship, for mutual encouragement, your being around like-minded people will help influence the way that you think, okay? And it assures us that we're not alone when we feel that way. And we can find strength and peace in the comfort of others. And in Ecclesiastes chapter four, nine and 10, King Solomon wisely observed this. He said, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their, for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow but woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. Mm. So we're created to live in community. We're created to do life together so we can share our faith with others and understand we're not alone and that God understands your struggles and that he will see you through every situation. That's good. Just four little ways to help us draw closer you know, to God. Fellowship is also important because we are a forgetful people. Humans, we forget, right? We forget mm-hmm. the faithfulness or the yep. goodness of God. We forget his benefits. We forget the precedence that he set. But when we're gathering together with the saints, we have this beautiful opportunity to remind one another yeah. of, of God's faithfulness and, and the fact that he's done it before, he'll do it again. Yeah. I absolutely love that scripture from Ecclesiastes that you mm-hmm. quoted. Yeah, two are better I, than Go to the person who falls alone. Who's there to lift them up? Honestly, you guys, we need a fellowship. We need community. We need accountability so, so much. Yes, we do. I like what Otis says here. He says, I've never been able to look up at the night star-filled sky and not feel grateful to God for making me. Amen. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah, that's good. (laughs) I love appreciating the Lord through creation. Mm. Daniel says, great reminder for the introvert pastor. You know, Daniel, you're right. I'll tell you something. Pastors are an easily isolated person because it's difficult to be vulnerable and open in so many situations for us. And so I believe that pastors need other pastors, that we who understand and have like-minded calls and like-minded you know, lives, we have this opportunity to minister unto one another. Yeah. And Terry and I really feel a passion to pastors to make sure that there's no one operating on an island by themselves, isolated. Because sure. that's such a strong tactic of the enemy mm-hmm. to isolate all of us, not just pastors, well, but especially pastors. For sure. And, you know, I really appreciated like when we were able to get together as pastors in yeah, our, in our area. And and I'm encourage. speaking to you, Brother Daniel, that... Uh, those times are priceless mm. for each of us we to be able it. to share and to say, Hey, you know what? I've been feeling that same way and yeah. I'm glad to know I'm not alone. You know, yeah. we, we all need that too. So I love it. Uh, you know, check your I day planner. Not that a is hint. Good. Well, thank you, Terry. That was really, <laughs> I love you, buddy. that was powerful. I'm grateful. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. You're speaking to a man who has 
um, three little ones and a whole house full of, he's a, a house full of busy. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Hey, good morning. Welcome to the Good Morning Show with Terry and Melissa Wright. If you're just tuning in, it's Monday morning. We're here to motivate you and encourage you unto success, not just for your day, but for the whole week. That's right. And we're so glad that you have joined us. I see our numbers are jumping up and I'm so glad that you took a little bit of your time today to hang out with us. We love you. We want to encourage you in Christ, in friendship, in fellowship. And Terry just did a really good job of that. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. So what else is going on in y'all's world? Yeah, I mean, how, sure. how is your week looking? Uh, you got a week full of stuff in the day planner or uh, you just kind of like saying, okay, Lord, lead me where you need me to go. Uh, that's always a good thing. Even I, if you don't. Well, and I would love to hear what is planned for your guys this week. What do you guys got going on today, this week? I know that today is a big day in the Wright household. We have our yeah. first day of school. Today is Baylor's first day of sixth grade that's right my little baby our youngest our little one is starting her first day of her sixth grade year baylor is homeschooled and that is a joy for all of us this year we are joining a new brand spanking new co-op here in our county in our little city outside of louisville we live in shelbyville kentucky in shelby county kentucky and our sweet one is joining a brand new co-op that terry and i get the very honor of of teaching at we're teaching music and bible as extracurriculars it's be fun. for our homeschool co-op really excited about that and baylor is um she was so excited this morning she was up early she surprised me she was dressed yeah. hair everything, hair ready, to everything ready to go and i'm so proud of her and i'm also a little bit sad maybe a tad emotional that this is her her first day of her sixth grade year. It wow. feels like to me, she should still be just a little bitty thing. Yep. Yep. Time flies, doesn't it? It really does. Yeah, but yeah, she's yeah. brilliant and um, so, so, so smart. So honored to be her mama and her teacher. So that's exciting. And that's what's going on in our day. Plus, of course, it's Monday. And if you don't know about River City Church of the Nazarene, River City Hope Church in Louisville, Kentucky, and also River City Prayer Room. It's Monday, and Monday means we pray together at 5 p.m. So we're looking forward to gathering together and praying today. And that's also. for anybody that's in the area. Everyone is welcome to join us in members. person or online as we live stream and we pray and we worship um, in corporate prayer from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern time. Yeah. Um, Pastor Rick is right. We do have a huge, huge ongoing situation here in Louisville. Our county is Jefferson County in Louisville, and we have a public school system that is really in trouble. We have a real mess. Um, we started on, first day was Wednesday. We had to take off Thursday and Friday and Monday and Tuesday to get our school systems back in line. We have changed times, starting times. We have huge busing problems. Many of you have probably heard it's been unfortunately made the national news um, that they weren't able to get some children home till after 10 p.m. Wednesday night mm, because of crazy. our because of our problems. So, Lord, we lift up to you our school system, Father. I pray that you would just come in by your Holy Spirit and do an overhaul in our public school system here in Louisville and Jefferson County. Father, we have teachers right now that are in a, a season of ministry as they teach. We know 
because we have one of them at River City and they're called to minister to kids. Lord, I pray that you would help us find the root of these problems and root them out. Really make our school systems a place where you're glorified. Would your Holy Spirit just fill our school system in Jefferson County? Father, I pray that there would be a straightening out of our transportation issues, of discipline issues, of of teacher vacancy issues. Father, I pray that we would have a school system that glorifies you not that works against you and your word we don't want that i pray that you would have your way and we believe god that you hear and answer prayer and we're praying in jesus name amen amen time for a little word for your day Mm -hmm. this morning we're in john chapter 7 verses 3 and 4 um and 5 John chapter 7, verses 3 and 4 and 5. I'm going to set this up for you before I read the scripture. This is a story of Jesus Christ who has been teaching, and it's time for the festival in Jerusalem. Um, It's called the Festival of Booths, and all of the Jews are gathering together to celebrate this festival in Jerusalem. Jesus is with his biological brothers in this moment. He has his disciples. He has his followers. Jesus has 12 disciples we know that he pours into, but along with them, there's many other followers that are learning of him as well to become disciples. And then he has his biological family, his mother, Mary, his brothers and sisters. And in this interaction I'm about to read, Jesus is speaking to his biological brothers. These are sons of Mary and Joseph. And this is what happens. His brothers, I'm going to begin reading in John chapter 7, verse 3. His brothers therefore said to him, Depart from here and go into Judea, that your disciples also may behold your works, which you are doing. For no one does anything in secret when he himself seeks to be known publicly. If you do these things, show yourself to the world. For not even his brothers were believing in him. I know this seems odd, but this interaction is not something I've noticed before as I've been reading through the Gospel of John. And this morning it captured my attention. Because of this interaction, the, the brothers are saying to Jesus, why are you doing your, your works in secret? If you're healing and you're teaching, why are you doing this in secret? Why are you not coming out? And actually, if you read on further in six and seven, you'll find out Jesus answers them. It's not my time yet. It's not my time. But I don't want to focus on the answer. I want to focus on the attitude of Jesus' actual family toward him. There's another moment in the Gospels, and I do think that all four Gospels actually um, refer to this moment where Jesus is in Peter's uh, mother-in-law's house, or he's in Capernaum, and what happens is um, they lower a man through the ceiling, right? And he heals that man on the the pallet, and in this interaction, there is a moment when Jesus' mother and brothers, again, biological family, come for him. They come to collect him. 
and Jesus does not go with them. And the Bible refers in the gospels to this interaction as they have come to collect him because they think he's lost his mind. They think he's crazy. They think what he's doing is out of um, an unstable mind instead of out of an anointing from God. This is his family. There's then we see this interaction where the brothers don't believe that he's working the works and they're like, why are you doing these in private? Why don't you come out in the open? Why don't you go to the festival to do all these things? Here's the point I'm trying to make. When you are called of the Lord and we all are in some capacity to obey and do the works of the kingdom, whatever he's calling you to do, whatever that looks like for you. I'm here to tell you that there's going to be opposition against you. You may be answering a call on your life from the Lord to do something very specific, move to a new city, pastor a church, rise up in worship ministry, go be a pastor to children, um, do, do anything and everything that the Lord is calling you to do. But there are people that love you, that are close to you and that you love that are going to disagree with the call on your life because they're gonna say it's not reasonable. It's not logical. They're gonna say this isn't responsible. You keep the job, you keep your retirement, you keep your income, you stay where there's stability. But Jesus is often calling us to areas where there is no promise of success by the world's standards because that faith risk that that step of risk is is really what faith is all about it's faith is not a sure thing if it was it wouldn't be called faith but in these moments god is calling us out and there very well may be our family and friends that think that obeying what the lord is asking us to do is ludicrous it's not reasonable it's not responsible it's not the right thing to do and just like jesus family discouraged him and didn't believe in him here's what i know jesus loved them but he did not listen to them he stayed faithful to the call of god on his life and we too have an opportunity to stay faithful to the call of God on our life. We can love our friends and family that disagree with us. We have to, we have to love them, but we don't honor their word by doing what they say. We honor God's word by doing what he says. And when we step out and we do it and we are obedient in faith, obedient in faith, and we just keep being obedient and prioritizing Christ and loving him and pointing to him and loving him and pointing to him, just like our example Jesus did. Here's what happened with Jesus family. They became such believers that his biological brothers that are questioning him now actually go on to be some of his greatest apostles. And we know them by their names, James, Jude, James became the head of his church in Jerusalem after Jesus was crucified and was resurrected and ascended. James became the head of the church of Jesus Christ in Jerusalem. James was martyred. He was murdered for his faith. He wrote an incredible book of the Bible and many other writings. Why? Because this biological brother who doubted Jesus saw he continued his faithful obedience to God and he was moved by his faithfulness. He was moved by his obedience. He was transformed by encountering obedience to the living God through Jesus. 
Jesus Christ. And I believe so was Jude who wrote a book in the Bible. I believe that if we'll just stay faithful, if we just stay humble, if we just stay yielded to Christ and we are obedient to what he's calling us to do while loving the naysayers all along, we don't stop loving them. We don't break relationship with them. We just love them and we just keep obeying. We love them and we keep obeying. We love them and we keep obeying. I believe that the faithfulness of God shining through our life will even compel the naysayers to turn their lives around and be just as faithful. And they'll be your biggest, your biggest opponents will become your biggest proponents if we'll just stay faithful. Just keep our head down, stay humble, and be obedient to what Christ is calling you to do. I'm not saying don't take the good advice of wise counsel. I'm saying don't believe anyone who tells you to do opposite of what God is telling you to do. I'm, I'm honored that God would put Jesus Christ in a position to have opposition from his own friends and family because it gives us an example of how to walk it out. And so today, can we pray into this? Lord, I want to be obedient to you in every calling of my life. Unfortunately, Lord, it does cause people to cause and call opposition. They begin to say that what we're doing isn't right or logical or reasonable. But Lord, we're not looking for the reason of man and the responsibility of the world. We're looking to be obedient to you and your word. And we understand there's risk involved in that. But Lord, we want to have the kind of faith that pleases you, that steps out to obey in the risk. And Lord, we want to be so faithful and humble in this obedient act that it causes the naysayers to call themselves unto belief to give themselves to you wholeheartedly, that we can see fruit that multiplies from our act of obedience. Lord, we pray that we would be the people that would be radically obedient when no one is standing with us except you. Lord, we love you today and we praise you for your word. We thank you for your word and your instruction and your understanding by the Holy Spirit. We pray all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. There's your word for the day. Amen. That's so good. Obedience is a tough thing because, uh, like you said, we, we kind of have our own ideas. Uh, we have our own ways. We have our own habits. We have our own thoughts, feelings, emotions, and all of those kinds of things. And it's our job to discern and override those things when it comes to comparing it to God's word. Amen. And doing the right thing. David Ramsey says, sorry to interrupt. Got a quick chance to watch Enjoying Your Show. Love you, David. Yeah. David and buddy. Kathy Ramsey in Danville, Illinois. And Pastor Rick says, I've been spending time in the book of Jude for a while. It's so applicable to our churches today. Amen. Yes. Yes, Otis yes. says, my guess is Paul denied Jesus times three because he thought it was too risky, not at the time to. Um, it was Peter. Peter denied Christ three times. And you're right. It was risky. It, to agree with Christ and say that be associated with Jesus at the time of his arrest and his tr mock trial and crucifixion. It was very risky to be associated with him. You're exactly right, Otis. And Peter thought it was safer to deny him his own. He was looking out for self-preservation. Yeah. And you're right, Otis. And there are moments, you guys, that we're called to do the same thing. And sometimes we have to remember self-preservation isn't what we're called to. The Bible tells us to lay our life down. Yeah. What's the uh, scripture, obedience and sacrifice? Uh, uh, obedience is greater than sacrifice. <clears throat> yeah. Yep. So 
So when you think you're sacrificing... But often we're called to both. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and the contrast there is when you think you're sacrificing by doing something you wouldn't normally do, you probably need to question into that of what, where we stand on that issue and say that obedience would be easier if we didn't feel like we were sacrificing because our thoughts are not yet aligned with Christ. Um, sometimes we have it to gets fa- deep. sometimes we have to faith it or uh, fake it until we make it but it's faith it meaning we have to do the right thing when we don't feel like doing it when we don't want to do it we just follow the word and follow our example Christ Jesus yeah amen amen woo deep stuff today deep yeah deep thoughts <clears throat> okay jack handy <laughs> Hey, good morning. Welcome to the Good Morning Show with Terry and Melissa. Where you been? It doesn't matter. We're so glad you're with us now. We love you. We hope you feel encouraged this morning. If you have a prayer request, let us know. We want to pray with and for you. Yeah, absolutely. So what are you laughing about? I just was saying, thinking about that Jack Handy, those deep thoughts, you know, about how they always just... Jack uh, Handy. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, Otis says, I I try to blame it on my old age memory because he got Paul and Peter mixed up, but Jesus knows better. I goofed. It's okay, (laughs) buddy. It's okay. Those those names, uh, uh, I know they get confusing. You're totally totally fine. So Terry, I um, thank you, David. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Before you start reading about this, what do you call a uh, soda pop, Coke? What do you call it? Well, it's an interesting uh, question because I realized after thinking about this that I have been influenced geographically uh, by the way that I called it. Well, we always, I called it pop, you know, yeah. can we get a pop, mm-hmm. you know? And um, how about you? <clears throat> you know what I call it. <clears throat> I've always called it soda. Um, because my grandpa, I when I was very, very young, I lived with my grandparents for a number of years. And my grandpa called it Sodi or Soda, mm-hmm. Soda Pop, Sodi. And so um, he said, go downstairs. We had the bottles. And he'd say, go downstairs and pick you out a Sodi. Yeah. And so I always called it Soda. And I know it's supposed to be geographical. I don't know that it really fits completely. But um, I know down here it's more of Coke. Yeah. So tell me. Well, read, most me Americans know. are familiar with the fizzy sound that bubbles off of a carbonated beverage, right? Uh, but a low stakes, highly opinionated argument erupts now and again over what to call this fizzy drink. Is it a soda? Is it a pop? Or a Coke? Or maybe you've gone in between and you call it a soda pop, right? Mm-hmm. Robin says soda, and then pop was most of her life, then got told it was soda. So there you go. It's how we were raised in some ways. But the truth is there's there's really no apparent differences between the names except for Coke. But we'll get to that in just a little bit. What you have is a battle between regional dialects that can't necessarily be won because it's, it's sporadic at best. The language in your area probably won't be changing anytime soon. And there was a guy named Alan McConchie who is a cartographer, a map maker. And he's been surveying visitors on his website, uh, popversussoda.com, popvssoda.com, for more than 20 years, asking visitors simple questions. So he's got some research here. What word do they use when referring to a fountain drink, and what city and state is their hometown in? Okay, so he's putting together all the data, and his website, which has collected over 400,000 responses in the last 20 years, populates a Coke versus Pop versus Soda map showing the differences in language across the United States. 
And now there's another guy named John Kelly who comes into the picture here, the associate director of content and education at dictionary.com. And he says there's something interesting about why people continue to debate the correct name for our carbonated beverage. He says it's sort of like watching the Super Bowl. He says it's something that everyone has a low stake point of view on and our differences here can actually bring us together and get us talking about what we said when we were kids versus what we say now. But he's a professional linguist who broke down the origins of each term. So pop is an onomatopoeia, onomatopoeia, it's a big word there, but it's a word formation based on a sound, pop, right? Originally soda pop was more commonly served in glass bottles that when you opened them would make that pop sound when you unscrew the top. And on the other hand, the word soda is derived from sodium bicarbonate, which is more commonly known as baking soda and was used to make those fizzy drinks. So it could be because different populations came together. We had soda pop or just because it's fun. However, Coca-Cola enters in here and it was invented in Atlanta in 1892. And we see Coke as a shortened version of Coca-Cola by the early 1900s. And Coca-Cola predicted correctly that Coke would soon become synonymous with every sweetened carbonated beverage rather than simply a nickname for that particular product. And the company feared that sales would drop if it differentiated its product from all the other sodas out there. Now, you got to remember, you remember the big, um, I'd like to buy the world of Coke, yep. right? Well, they said Coke. That was 1971. And they were doing it to themselves. However, <clears throat> they wanted to, re to re reverse this. And they created a, a, an ad campaign to encourage drinkers to ditch using its nickname, using the slogan, Coca-Cola, ask for it by its full name, then you will get the genuine. So regardless of where you're at on the map here, West Coast, it really said soda, Coke in the South, Northeast, soda, pop in the Midwest and up North. Uh, you know, we kind of, it's just, it's just a healthy, fun little debate, especially at a time when we've got all the political heaviness and divides. We got red states, blue states. No, let's just say there's differences that can actually bring us together. It's a welcome point of fun and reprieve and a time when language is being used more than ever to drive us apart. And um, instead it can bring us together by buying the world a Coke or have a Coke and a smile, right? But you can see how there's certain spots on the map that it's like, why in, in Missouri and part of Illinois do we have soda, but yet the rest of it is pop? I don't know, but you know that's where my grandparents are from. Yeah. So, so my grandparents are from the blue that traveled right over here to the yellow in Kansas. In Illinois and Missouri. And right that's here. why I always called it soda, even though on my hometown and home <laughs> state is Northeast Kansas. Yeah. In Topeka, Kansas, I never call, never called it pop. Yeah. Now, my, my um, dad's family called it pop. Right, but, right. But because I lived with my grandparents, my mom's parents, I I called it soda or sodi. Yeah. Well, how about Weird. Alaska? I mean, look at how divided Alaska is. I mean, that's just... That's they don't know like what a, to yeah, say. Yeah, it's like they a checkerboard know. over there. Nobody knows. Yeah, I know. I know. But it. you know what? We all make ourselves understood. I love that. It's like the differences that bring us together. I like that you said that because yeah. we all understand what each other say. Mm -hmm. And of course, being down here, we all... And I want to be clear, um, and, and this may be uh, somewhat divisive, no. but I love Coke products. I love Coca-Cola. Sure. Um, I love Coke Zero. I think it's one of the best things Coke ever did. Coke Zero. I like 
I like Diet Coke too, but man, I just love Coke Zero. I'm nuts about it. And so, what do you like about it? What I mean, like, can you describe just, something about I just it? Think that you're, you... It doesn't feel like you're drinking a fake Diet Cola. It yeah. feels like you're drinking the real deal, yeah. but you're not getting all the sugar. Well, do you I remember love... back in the '80s they had the the Pepsi Challenge? Yeah. I mean, Pepsi was trying to say which do you prefer, yeah. Pepsi or Coke, and people were blindfolded and they had to take the challenge. Did you ever do the Pepsi Challenge? Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. I do, but I. And never... did you pick Coke? Um, I don't remember, yeah. uh, but I don't, but I've always drank diet soda. You know that, no. but I, yeah. I just prefer Coke products, but now that they're doing the zero stuff, I'm, I just love it. Yeah. That uh, does make a difference. But I don't drink a lot of soda anyway. Um, and when I do, I tend to do like A&W root beer, but I just, I do think Coke zero is where it's at. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, yeah. Di- and I like diet Dr. Pepper and Dr. Pepper zero. So um, <laughs> let's see. Bobby let's- Patton's on this morning. Good morning, Good morning Bobby. Pastor Bobby. Okay. Hey, and so let's try this. All right. Is it Jyoti? Uh, I'm not sure. Or Yoti Sharma. Jyoti? Jyoti or or Yoti Sharma, welcome. Yes. Welcome to Tell the Good Morning Show. We'd so love we to know. know where you're from, where you're tuning in from. We bless you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Pastor Rick says polar bears drink Coke. Oh, yeah. I think you're right. Was that a marketing ploy to help us to believe that if Pro- it, it was, was a good Christmas enough for the thing? Do you remember the Christmas yeah, polar bears I do drinking Coca Cola? And they sold the little polar bears that had the Coca Colas in their hands and mm-hmm. stuff. It was great marketing, wasn't it? Otis says original Coke was and still is the benchmark for all yeah. colas. I agree with that. Yeah, new Coke, when that came out, that was. A that mess. Was dumb. You know, they were trying to. I don't know if that was intentional. Like they were saying, let's make it really taste bad so the people want the original. Well, back everybody or what? did. They they threw yeah. a holy fit about it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think we talked about that in one of our '80s episodes because that was yeah when it we was. talked about that 1985. So I bet if you go back to episode 85, somebody put us to the task. Go back to episode 85 on our website <laughs> and see if we talked about new Coke because I think we did. We talk about yeah. a lot of stuff on the yep. Good Morning Show. Yeah. The '80s the episodes those were fun though because we talked about yeah. different things during each decade that represented presented the title of that that episode or the number uh, it, so you know occasionally we have been known to be maybe too nostalgic but yes it's true we have yeah we have. david ramsey says soda pop now my mom who is from massachusetts boston calls it tonic see tonic to me implicates two things tonic water which is mineral water very different and tonic also reminds me of like old elixirs where people would have like oh yeah for medicine, something that what ails herbal, you mm-hmm. what ails you kind of thing like you know people selling tonics and they were maybe not all they were cracked up to be yeah so that word implicates something different in my mind yeah. indicates something different in my mind yeah it does it does yeah. original uh, oh i guess i already read Robin's, that sorry uh, coke zero Coke Zero is my favorite, favorite too. There's no after aftertaste. Yeah, yeah. yep. I, uh, I, Terry and I tried. There's. I don't know if you guys know this. There's Coca-Cola Heritage flavors. Have you guys ever tried any of those? You can often find them at like Dollar General or Family Dollar up in their in their coolers by their refrigerators by the front checkout. And um, we got one this weekend. It was Coke Zero Heritage flavor, and it was like a we never it, we don't never know what's in it. It tasted very much like cherry or strawberry mixed flavor in it was good yeah they're calling it the uh unlimited uh ultimate not unlimited ultimate right there it is league of legends ultimate flavors the limited edition flavors so so yeah. and it was actually good we were it I, doesn't tell you what the flavor is though yeah it's like what is it it's a it's it a berry or is it uh something i don't know it was really good though yeah it's interesting it was not uh overly accentuated to where you were like oh all i really taste is this you know it's still coke but right yeah, i don't know and i love cherry coke 
cherry oh, yeah. zero. Yeah. I think if you put cherry in anything, it pretty much makes it amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. Well, we did a joke of the day on uh, our last episode, yeah. which was a fun one. Right. So and, how about uh, a get to know you? Getting to know you questions. All right. How about we'll we just do, do one. Explain this here and then we'll, uh, I'll, so while I look them up. This is the time where we get to know you and you get to know both of us. But what we do is we have you give us a number and all the numbers are associated with a random question. That way we don't know what question it is that we're asking you and each other until you pick the number. So it's totally on the fly. And so we're going to ask you to pick a number between 1 and 192. 1 go. and 192. And when you pick that number, we'll read one question, we'll ask each other, and then we'll ask you, and we'll all get to know each other a little bit better. Yeah, these are fun because they, they're just so random because they'll just come out of left field and you're like, oh, yeah. I never really so thought about you that. you guys type in a number between 1 and 192. Pastor ah, Rick says 33. Uh-huh. Here we all go. All right. 33. Question number 33, getting to know you from Pastor Rick Grable. Uh, Not his question, but randomly picked by Rick Grable. Number 33, here we go. What is a cherished item you still have from your childhood or your family? What's a cherished item you still have from your childhood or your family? My grandma used a ceramic, a thick, like corningware type, but it wasn't corningware. Um, light green bowl to serve mashed potatoes mm, yeah. in, stuffing in, macaroni and cheese in. And um, she did that. I remember our big family meals that she had that bowl and I love that bowl. And I have that bowl now. Yeah, we and do. So that's cherished to me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, uh, I, I think, uh, I'm sorry, I was just going to edit something. Um, I uh, I think for me, um, well, we have my grandmother's china that we got, that we've we given each of the yeah, grandmothers. Yeah, we don't actively use that, though, because yeah. we're saving it back for Baylor. Yes, yeah, so Baylor's gotten my grandma Finkenbinders, and Taylor, Taylor has, has my grandma Cliffa Othout. Yes, yeah. so those are cool. Those are cherished. Those are something that'll, that'll, that'll uh, last on. I, I think that since my dad has passed, uh, you know, in the last, what, almost three years Please now. Please say his pocket fisherman. <laughs> <laughs> His pocket fisherman is one of the things in the box out there. Yeah. Um, my, my brother got the guns uh, and stuff like that because mm-hmm. Otis uh, mentions his dad's guns yep. or the things that he cherished that he get? has. I know you got something my special. My brother got the guns. <clears throat> and so I told my dad, I said, Dad, you know, I and this was, this was several years. This is probably 10, 15 years ago. I said, Dad, when it's your time, not trying to rush anything, but he had a bass guitar that he bought in 1963, 66, excuse me, a Fender jazz bass for you musicians out there keeping track. Uh, And I learned how to play bass guitar on that when I was a kid. And I said, to me, that's Dad, because he played that instrument all through his life uh, until he wasn't able to play because of all of his hand issues, arthritis and all that. And I said, when it's time, I would love to have that because to me, when I look at it, that's Dad. I don't care about the property. I don't care about the other stuff. And so I got dad's bass guitar and the amp and all that. And so that's a really cool thing. Uh, But the pocket fisherman, yeah, that's kind of special too. Popeil, right? Look at you guys. Okay, Otis says his cherished memory item from his childhood and family is his dad's guns. Yes. Rick, Pastor Rick says his father's World War II Navy uniform. That is fabulous. That is cool. Robin says her mama's wedding ring. That is so special. Oh, it is. Monica says her grandma's apron. Wow. Yeah. I would love to have one of those. My grandma's apron. That's yeah. cool. Warren says he just inherited a bad attitude, but the Lord's changing <laughs> that. Amen. We're speaking truth into that. That's right. For sure. Yep. And sure. P-Basis Top, says Otis. <clears throat> Had one of those too. 
in the 80s. Oh, I love getting to know you guys. Thank you so much for participating. I did not see... I want to know uh, Pastor Daniel Rogers' answer. What is something cherished from your childhood or memory, Daniel? Do you have anything you could type in there while we're closing? I would love to know. Also, I'm so glad you have the chance to tune in because not only are we getting the opportunity to encourage you, but your presence encourages us. That's right. And so thank you for encouraging us today. I know this Monday is going to be wildly successful. I'm motivated to do all kinds of things, not just for today, but for the week. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Good Morning Show. That's right. Looking ahead, Thursday night is going to be our next show. It's Thursday Night Live. We didn't have Thursday Night Live last week because of some schedule stuff. Uh, so it's going to be fun to get back to a Thursday night episode, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central Time. We always have a good time on Thursday nights. And so we look forward to uh, hanging out with you guys at that time as well. And uh, let's see, spread the word about the website, thegoodmorningshow.tv. It's always helpful to encourage others uh, at a time where we know that we really, really need it. We love you. Have a great day. Yep. Bless you guys. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning into the Good Morning Show with Terry and Melissa. You can catch up on previous episodes, find links to our social pages, and drop us a line at our website, thegoodmorningshow.tv. Thanks for listening.